so. What's love got to do with dick? Got to do with dick? What's love but a second hand in motion? I don't think those are the actual lyrics either. <laughs> but honestly, what does love have to do with dick? Something, sometimes, I'd hope. Sometimes nothing, and then sometimes everything. It's a nice thought. <laughs> It's a nice. <laughs> it is optimistic. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. You're listening to This Is Fine. I'm Ivor. I'm DJ. And today I'm coming to you in the spirit of Elsa Mijimbo's um, sunglasses. <laughs> How dare you? How very dare you? How very dare you, darling. Okay. Mm. I'm going to be very in vogue then. I'm coming to you with the spirit of Elsa Mijimbo's chips. <laughs> Look at us. We are a matching um, set. You matching set. So um just a quick happy Black History Month and I hope everyone's doing some reading or some self education or yeah, something that shows um that you're aware that not everyone's life is the same. <laughs> yeah. We all face different struggles. Yeah, so the rant I had last week about the Disney thing. And so this colleague then came like up to me and he was like, you'll be so proud of what I did. I'm like, mm, what? He's like, no, 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 you'll be really proud. And then he like touches my shoulder. I'm like, oh, I hate it when people do that. <laughs> because he's like trying to appease me. And mm. then he um, says that for the word stunning, like vocabulary lesson, he put Michelle Obama. And I was like, Mm, so oh, I stood there. Wait, you for, told me about this. Yes. Yeah, so I stood there for two seconds going, you know, the only reason you feel like you had to do that was because of your white guilt that you were you experiencing. You were overcompensating. You were overcompensating because why did you need me to go off on you like that for you to see that Michelle Obama is stunning? That is also kind of problematic, but I understand and I appreciate your effort. I'm not like invalidating that. And so I let it go. <laughs> but yeah. Is there anything that made you particularly want to like pull your hair out this week? Or is it a light, a light scraping? Um, I was talking to a friend and we were vaguely discussing like Columbusing. Ooh. You know, when like white people discover a, like a food trend or whatever trend that has been happening for millennia in the people of color community. Yes, whether it be Asian people, black people. Whether, whether it just... be tea or turmeric or like cheap sandwiches or whatever. Or the thing, you know, the it's the nails for me or it's the outfit for me. You know, that thing yeah. where they took that. Anyway, or continue. language. Language. So like Trader Joe's has taken to making a profit off of Purita. Barley tea, like Anywhere in Korea, like a nicest restaurant, you're going to have tea. You can go to the JS25 and you can still find barley tea. Yeah. <laughs> so for $2. Yeah, exactly. And so for like Trader Joe's to be upselling this as like a health food kick or whatever is just kind of like, this is Columbusing. Mm. This is taking other people's culture and then like putting a profit on it and like marketing it up as like a fad or a trend to people who don't know better exactly for people who don't know better that haven't had any i don't know a little bit of experience outside of their own um construction of the world yeah yeah so that's uh, our little annoyance of the week mm. onto another annoyance and or not <laughs> relationships mm. <laughs> <laughs> big annoyance yeah so we want to discuss like just examples of like a toxic relationship and like a healthy relationship and obviously both of us have had some examples um yeah i mean like so this is going to be going up for valentine's day exactly and so. it's a very good time to talk relationships 
Oh. <laughs> yeah, so there was this like I'm going to start with toxic because yeah. I think the toxic is the most common um relationship that people have uh, whether you want to admit it to yourself or not and that also it, let me just preface this by saying that in this um it was a short-lived relationship, passionate, short-lived, but I was also I w- it was also my fault. So if I say anything now that makes it sound like I am the victim. I was not. I was also. I made decisions about this that also. You were resulted. complicit. I was complicit. Thank you. I was complicit. <laughs> and this feels like a hearing. Um, <laughs> so um, basically, just met this guy, and um, we had a good connection. And uh, I may go into deals details that are salacious. Mm-hmm. So um, just cover your ears or don't. <laughs> so the first time we met, it was I'm like, hey, I, I like really like him, and. Um, so we went to his place and, you know, we did stuff and you know what, when I took my pants off, do you know what, do you know what he did? I never told you this. Do you know what he did? He pulled out a ruler. (gasps) That should have been my first. That should have been the one and only sign. I'm thinking back. I should have immediately thought, why does he have a ruler right here? Why is it ready? Why is it ready? (laughs) I was ready, of course, but... (laughs) (laughs) But, like, why was there a ruler? <laughs> so, that was the first thing. And then, like, there were... What was specifically destructive or toxic or very bad for me was him, like, after we would ha- have coitus, um, he would say, oh, well, you need to... That's a very formal way of saying it. Yes. Yeah, so, then he would say stuff like, uh, you should, like, you should um, go to the gym. You should work out more. You should eat more. So before that, he was all hot and bothered and it was all sexy. And it was like, it was great. Like, honestly, it was a strong connection. And he brought out a part of my personality that I didn't know I have by his preference. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, a, it was a period of discovery and a very strong connection that we had. But he would say shit like that after he was satisfied and then would like belittle me afterwards. Mm-hmm. And... I stayed for a while, you know. I was I I still remember cleaning up his house one oh, day. Oh no. I know. It's oh. just, yeah, so that was the space that I was in. Toxic. <laughs> Toxic. So yes, I've only told you this the, the the side that makes me look like the victim, but I also said some nasty stuff to him. Like after that when I realized what was happening, I became equally as toxic to get revenge and Uh that does not yeah two wrongs don't make make a right right, honey no (laughs) it doesn't so i'm very much like aware that it was also my fault as much as as much as it was his i feel like a lot of the toxic story like toxic dating stories i have come down to not having boundaries so like when i don't when i'm not aware of my own boundaries and then i just let people kind of step all over them and at like least they didn't disrespect. measure your boundaries yeah i mean like disrespect my time or disrespect my like effort or attention right. that's when it becomes toxic or that's when it starts to feel toxic yeah so when someone is overstepping the boundaries and you know that it's happening you're uncomfortable and yet you're allowing them to do it because you feel like you when you confuse love with oof, I don't know where like thirstiness <laughs> thirstiness thank you when you confuse love and hormones well love is hormone but um when you confuse love yeah. and uh, thirstiness let's call it but that. like even when you're not aware of it necessarily like you could not be aware that you're letting someone overstep your boundaries and then belatedly or like in the future in hindsight realize like oh i shouldn't have done that because that didn't make me feel good but 
now I'm in this position where I've already let this person cross my boundaries. So I feel like I have to let them continue where it's not fair to point it out now. Yeah, right. And then the longer you leave it, the more difficult it becomes. Right. And so there should be an openness and be like, yeah, like people, when they start any kind of relationships, whether it just be for fun, whether it be uh, like a, 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 a no strings attached, whatever it is, serious or not, um, I do think there should be a vocalized what are we doing here and so that you can manage your expectations and keep an eye on your emotional boundaries yeah yeah DTR that shit yeah because define the relationship <laughs> define the relationship <laughs> be, because we so quickly jump into relationships or be intimate and then the physical boundaries are gone and then also you don't think about the emotional boundaries right yeah. and then you end up <laughs> just a mess untidy you end untidy. up untidy <laughs> yeah um yeah so that's yeah one of many experiences that yeah. i've had yeah I mean, the way that I've stepped away from or at least like made an effort to distance myself from that kind of behavior mm -hmm. is to really just pay more attention to my own boundaries. Like it doesn't matter what someone else wants or what they expect from me. Am I comfortable with something or am I not comfortable with it? Like, do I really want to give up my time doing something else to spend time with them? Or like, do I feel comfortable like going to see them and instead of doing something else yeah i think that maybe a point of identification is that we don't have our boundaries sorted out we don't know them specifically and so when you're going into a relationship a connection a flirtation that you are not ready your boundaries aren't up like in your the forefront of your mind when all you want is the physicality with that person that is something that could possibly be examined and could be helpful and uh, before you start a relationship is examine or define where your boundaries are I think that's the biggest step in any relationship. Knowing where each other's boundaries are is the first step towards like really respecting that person mm. as their own person and being like, okay, this person is okay with this, but they're not okay with this. So I'm going to act accordingly. Yeah. And there are some cases where only respecting one person's boundaries obviously leads to this like imbalance of consideration or respect or power where it can become abusive or and exploitative. You, the the person that be, that does the exploiting, whether it be um, consciously or not, is the person that may have a, a slight psychological or financial or physical upper hand. Yeah, usually that is the case. So it's 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 a power thing, which is I think part of human psychology. You would know better than I do about this. <laughs> I mean, I just thought of it now. Mm. So I think that may be the case. Is that in no relationship do people in very 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 rarely do people enter a relationship on equal psychological, financial, emotional. Um, physical spaces it's one over the other or someone has dominance in some way which is part of the attraction yeah. right and so it's a it's a, it's a it's a tricky thing and kind of fickle to to take hold of and to see i guess yeah, because attraction doesn't always mean that like everyone is always on equal footing yeah yeah like attraction is mysterious and like we don't we can't always pinpoint why it happens or when it happens and also how many times have you been into a guy more than he's been to you or the other way around yeah there's not always going to be a balance it, it very rarely is a balance and um, so, yeah. but 
despite that, there should always be at least a minimum, like a baseline of you holding space for your own boundaries, for your own self. Obviously, the only way you can establish set your boundaries is communication, Mm -hmm. right? Um, That is like the base, the foundation of a healthy relationship is that communication, which then leads us into, for me, one of my healthiest and the ones that I will always remember was my last relationship. We started off with an excellent communication. Mm -hmm. The relationship didn't last long, but it was full of clear and focused and an open and honest um, communication to, to the point where when we broke up, I understood exactly why and I couldn't be angry at him for telling the truth. And so there was this kind of feeling of like, you know why you need to let go. You don't want to, but you understand why you need to. So it's the sad, bittersweet kind of thing and be like, you know what? I'm happy that I I got to experience a mature, open, honest, communicative relationship (laughs) compared to just like guessing games and that kind of stuff. And so that's like one of the people, like those relationships that really did change also other areas of my life. What about about yours? The relationship that stands out to me as like being a healthy relationship is one where I did not have to play guessing games. Mm. Like you said, like we were not like playing games or like playing chicken about like who like who more or like leaving the other person in the dark about like this is how we feel about some issue or like something that happened. It was very straightforward and like honestly very refreshing Mm. to be able to say like oh you did this thing and that was upsetting to me so these like healthy communicative mutually respectful relationships so like when this started out it felt different to me the level of communication that was accessible or that was like an option was so different from what i had had before right and it feels like is this normal? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even negative feelings I was able to express to this person and they wouldn't take it like out of control or they they would be like open to listening and then giving their thoughts instead of like blowing up at or me. Or ghosting you or right. deleting or blocking you. Do you know how many times that's happened? Mm, so I mean like what are some signs to you of like someone who is open to entering a healthy relationship? Someone who when they feel insecure Mm -hmm. they express that and also in a way that is adult it comes down to honesty for me Mm -hmm. it comes down to honesty if they say um yeah sure i like you but only for this Mm -hmm. and you should also be willing open that not everyone is like you maybe you're a relationship type person and other people are not like trying to match the two is like rolling dice you <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you just have to keep trying. <laughs> Eventually you'll land on some space. Uh, but if you're a relationship type person and the the person that who you like is not then uh, it seems like the best way to go forwards in that situation is to not get hung up on that person. And which is easier said than done. And it's also your responsibility to say that and it's also their responsibility to be like i shouldn't be i shouldn't be sleeping or or hanging out with this person because they they want something longer Mm -hmm. and more permanent and because no no matter how much you as the other person says that oh i can i can do this i can do fun 
you can't. <laughs> like, oh, I can compartmentalize. <laughs> like, no, you can't. You can't. When things are physical, it often becomes emotional for at least mm. one party. I think that's one thing to remember going into relationships. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's very rare that people are in the same field. Um, some people are just feeling it out. Some people don't know what they want. Some people are very specific with what they want. Mm -hmm. So matching the two is not as easy as a Tinder super like. <laughs> <laughs> it really isn't. The number of dating apps is very um, I can, deceptive. Uh, yeah, yeah. And and at the end of the day, it all boils down. At some point, if they've been lo around long enough, it all comes down to a quick meetup, you know. Isn't that the culture we live in? I mean... Although, like, I did listen to this podcast, right? And so this girl was, was saying that she... I think it was American Life, This American Life. Mm -hmm. And this girl was talking about, like, how she had so, such difficulty, like, dating. And all of a sudden, the past year, like, every guy that she went out with was, like, um, sure. Like, like, he wanted to, like, date her and they wanted, like, to live together and all this kind of stuff. And I forgot what the term was called, but, like... It is like, it's like cuffing, but they added COVID to it. Like people knew it was COVID. So they know that they couldn't like date around, sleep around oh. and have fun. So they were just cuffing for the COVID period. Yeah. And this was an actual like thing that was happening in the States. And I'm sure many other parts of the world, I'm sure here it's happened mm -hmm. too. Um, because it's just safer to be with one person just uh, for, yeah. your, for everyone's safety. It's just safer to be with one person. So that was quite interesting is to see that, that little phenomenon. Like a pandemic partner. Yeah. <laughs> A pandemic partner. What a great label. <laughs> um, so we should probably go into tips. So I think for me, like identifying toxic relationships really goes into like, do you feel respected or not Ooh, by the other person? Big one. Like there are minor things from like showing up late and not respecting your time to just like really showing you that they don't care about you as a person. Yeah, like they don't care about what you want or what you're trying to do or how you look to other people. They're just like on their own thing. You know, what's very difficult for me is being gay in Korea mm -hmm. and where most men are closeted. Right. So you're always going to be someone's secret for the most part, you know, and it even extends to you don't get to meet their friends. Mm so it's a very like sensitive and a very dangerous and precarious kind of space to be in for i would say a foreigner if you're going to be dating koreans which right. i didn't know that i liked korean men until i got here <laughs> i was like yeah i'm screwed because <laughs> there are like then fewer signs that you can judge from it has been a test on my resolve my endurance and my ability to compartmentalize i was forced very much to be like you know, I've, I told you about this one guy I was with was like extremely wealthy. Like he's like 28 and he has like a three bedroom house mm -hmm. on top of a hill and it's massive and everything is his and it's new. And that's very rare for a Korean, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, unless you're very wealthy. And so to know that I am only there in between him, uh, boyfriends, and I never get to meet his friends, even though I know who they are, I never get to... I don't know. I never get to be a part of someone's life. Mm -hmm. And that's a very difficult uh, thing to overcome is when people, when they don't want to share their friends with you, that's the first sign, honey. Yeah. Child. 
break up with him the other thing the converse of that is when they try to cut you off from your own friends Ooh, that's abusive as fuck that is really there's not many other reasons for it except that they're trying to isolate you so that they have more control over you that is abuse because this has happened to people i know yeah yeah that's abuse because it happens so frequently they want to control exactly how you think and that's the first way to abusing someone is controlling the thoughts you think that's gaslighting 101 gaslighting 101 turning you against your friends turning you against your family uh, emotionally manipulating you making using... you dependent on that one person to mm-hmm. think oh this is the only person that will ever love me this is the only person that understands me completely 180 distorting your perception of love exactly yeah not even just love distorting your perception of reality mm. oh yeah definitely making it so like you don't trust your own reasoning or that you don't trust your own decision making oh that's powerful it just hits home Mm. (laughs) um i mean i've never been in an abusive relationship but i've known people that do i'm very like self-aware so i would never i think that's what makes it dangerous though because you don't have to be you can be very emotionally self-aware and be caught kind of off guard yeah and still fall victim to Mm. emotional manipulation Mm. so it's not like Falling victim to emotional manipulation means that you're less self-aware. Yeah, that doesn't mean that at all. I do want to say that, and for people listening, that I think that you have the capacity to be abusive. Therefore, it is your responsibility to be extremely vigilant with how you treat other people and have a moral code of just a simple general respect that I do think all our parents try to teach us. Don't do shit to other people that you wouldn't want done to you. Oh, that is just That is so simple. Just don't be an asshole. <laughs> if someone says they don't like what you're doing and you are in a relationship with this person or you, you just care about this person, then that's a good enough reason to not do that. Yeah, and I, and I do understand like people becoming defensive because when you, when you say, I don't like what you're doing, the other person gets on the defense because now you feel like you've done something wrong yeah they're like oh but why but why and then yeah and then you can explain and you can like uh, justify things someone saying i don't like what you're doing doesn't automatically mean that what you're doing is wrong and that doesn't mean they don't like you right but that does give you reason enough to be like oh what am i doing from that person's perspective what could it look like i'm doing should i not do this Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah that's enough justification to reflect reflection what did we do maybe romantically (laughs) like connecting mental health and romance or like relationships what do you do if you're in in a relationship to keep your your feelings from like (laughs) destroying things (laughs) because i I have that problem counterproductively do not pay attention to them oh (laughs) I am one of those people. I'm like, if I'm having feelings, it is very, like, foreign to me. Yeah. I don't like feelings. Really? Feelings kind of scare me. I'm the opposite. Because I'm very, like, oh, if I have feelings, they might overwhelm me, so I can't have feelings. Shit, I'm the opposite. Not not entirely, but I try to be more like that, and so 
I usually do something to distract myself. Like I'll go for a long walk and listen to music and have like angry techno blaring in my ears. <laughs> That's what I did all of last week. Or um, I'll like go for a workout or I'll like play with my dog or I'll do something that kind of takes my mind off of things. Okay, that 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 is helpful. <laughs> um, but also kind of not. I mean... Is it? I, is it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm the opposite where I'm all in You're my all feelings. feelings. And I have to fight myself from, from expressing these feelings to that person. Because I know, like, I'm very proud of, of who I am and how far I've come. So I really, I stand up in who I am. And, and if I'm expressive, then I am expressive. And, and I also know that there is someone that is receptive to that. Right. Now, for the most part, for most people... That is a turnoff, a massive turnoff. And so I feel conflicted with that space where I'm like, ooh, I have to keep this in. I can't tell them I miss them yet. I can't say that I feel this yet. Like, it's only been two days. I'm kidding. <laughs> Not two days. <laughs> but, the, like, I, when I like something, I think you may have known by now that I'm intense. So it's either I do like it or I don't. And so I'm very much in that and I'm honest and I'm open about it and it opens you up to hurt. But it, um, I, I can't, I'm not going to mute that part of myself because I'm afraid of pushing someone away. That's what I do, though. <laughs> so like my attempts to distract myself from my feelings are basically just like muting my feelings because... I I know exactly what you know, which is like that's kind of, that can usually be a turnoff. If you're too intense with someone, then that can be overwhelming. If that energy is not equally met, then it can be just a turnoff on its own to yourself. Yeah, so this is why I think like your method of distraction is a good thing. <laughs> Actually, when you're feeling all these yeah. things, instead of sitting on your phone like composing the text nine times and right. reading it ten times, um uh just like do something else and usually you can come back to it and be like oh i wish it was yeah if you think about it chemically what happens in your brain it's a spike of the emotions it's a spike of hormones and if you react at the peak of that spike yeah. which is great for sexual activity but like in not in, for maybe emotional connection <laughs> no not yet like emotional connection is something that builds slower it can happen instantly it has happened but usually the sexual part is first and then the emotional part is something that builds slower i think now if you could reverse the two if you could <laughs> in a perfect <laughs> world if you could reverse the two then i think that builds for a much more uh, a stronger stable, yeah stable stronger relationship yeah yeah, because I do know that the like just circling back to my most healthiest relationship is that we did have a lot of communication and a lot of like a lot of like uh, openness and honesty way before we became physical. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, all I yeah. think what we say is kind of like common sense, but when it comes to what's love got to do with dick, <laughs> just <laughs> sometimes everything and sometimes nothing. <laughs> so, Ivor, do you have any shout-outs this week? I do. I want to shout-out my friend Eli, who has been a, um, a light in my Instagram DMs oh. with his humor and um, his beautiful black Ooh. madness and his uh, beautiful fiancé. So... Yeah, he lives all the way in Tennessee. So big shout out to you, Eli. I really appreciate you. 
today, guys, that was our show. We talk about we talked about our uh, different failed phases. and our successful <laughs> relationships, but mostly failed. Mostly failed, <laughs> and that's okay. Um, that is okay. Yeah. So if you like anything what we said, or if someone could learn something from what we said. Um, if you resonated with something, please uh, subscribe or send it to a friend who might learn from us. Yeah, let us know what you think. We're on Instagram. We are on Captivate.fm. Mm-hmm. We are on Spotify, Google, iTunes, all the big platforms. And uh, thanks for listening, everyone. 